Hey everyone, we're back today with another fantastic video podcast with a gentleman that I extremely admire. I have a ton of respect for. Really only met him maybe three, <laughs> three or four years ago. Five years ago. I don't know, as you get older, time kind of flies by. Uh, this gentleman is uh, brings a military background. He currently serves today. Actually just got back from a deployment. You guys know my background around the military as well from some of the past videos and conversations. This guy is one of the most uh, give you the shirt off his back kind of guys. He's the most helpful, friendly guy um, that will just answer any and all your questions. I'm going to encourage you to reach out to him after these videos. He'll We'll put it on his page and everything. But enough said about that. Mark Solomon, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm good, brother. Thanks for uh, having me on today. I appreciate it. It's awesome to be here. Absolutely. And by the way, we're going to get out of him because it's natural to him because he's a funny dude. So we're going to get some comedy <laughs> rolling on here today. It's a uh, face for radio. <laughs> that's all I got going. So that's it. <laughs> uh, right on. So, so Mark, uh, give me a little bit about your background. I mean, I know it, but let's tell kind of the folks yeah. watching it. What, what's that? Um, like? So uh, I got into real estate uh, back in 2005. I um, Moved a number of places for civilian employment, just uh, different jobs in the tech industry, basically, right out of college. And uh, thought, you know what? I can do this. So 2005, I lived in Minnesota at the time. And so I got my license there. Did it part-time. Um, ended up uh, about a year later moving down to Kansas City and um, didn't really get my license down there. Ended up deploying. Uh, so I was in the Navy. I got in in 2004. Uh, direct commission officer um, into the Navy Reserves. So I've been in the Reserves the entire time, but I got deployed to Iraq in 2007. Uh, so moved to Kansas City in 2006, deployed in 2007, uh, came back in 2008. And then um, basically uh, at that point, I was like, you know what, I've got a little bit of time here. I was on my terminal leave from the you know active duty going back into the Reserves. And I thought I just used that month that I had and uh, took my real estate class, got my license in Missouri. Then um, an opportunity came up to run a defense contract out of Leavenworth. It's only about 25 minutes from my house there. Um, so uh, Kansas City is kind of right on the border, Missouri and Kansas, and Leavenworth is right there. So took a job with a defense contracting company. I was actually the deputy program manager for BAE Systems. I ran a half a billion dollars worth of contracts for them um, in, uh, in Leavenworth. So I had 150 employees and uh, did that for a number of years. And then in 2012, towards the end of 2012, the contract was awarded to a lower bidder, um, which happens in defense contracting. So I decided, uh, you know, at that point I was making six figures. And side note to that, um, for folks that are watching, it's like, they're always like, well, how much do people really make? So I was making six figures in the private world. I had been in um, corporate America for what would it have been like 12, 13 ish years at that point, something like that. I don't remember the math exactly. And, um, I had just started making six figures. Like I was making $100,009, okay? So like I had just crossed over and I was like, awesome, right? And we can't, I'm a family of, like I'm an immigrant. My parents came over uh, as well. And so we're, we're a family of immigrants. We grew up dirt poor. Uh, my parents put themselves through school, uh, you know, uh, worked their way up through, uh, you know, to become basically what I call upper middle class. So they worked their, their rear ends off. My dad became a certified public accountant for the state of Iowa. My mom became a registered nurse. So um, from my dad working in a factory to them becoming a certified public accountant for the state of Iowa. So they coming with no skills, really, and then, you know, working their way up. So here their kid is making 100 grand. And that's, you know, they've never seen money like that before. Right. And they were doing really well at that point. But still, I was I was doing great. So the contract got awarded to a lower bidder. I looked at my wife and said, you know, what better time to go from six figures to zero than right now? 
<laughs> and so uh, she uh, gave me that look and I'm like, yeah, trust me, it'll work. So um, beginning of 2000, it was December, 2012. So I say 2013, uh, jumped into real estate full time. And uh, my first year in real estate, I think I made 30 or 40 grand because I was just sitting there waiting for the phone to ring, right? Yeah, um, that's actually good. Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't work, by the way. It's like, it's also how I tried to get through college. I did osmosis where you put the calculus book by your head and you sleep. And you, you, you slept two to three hours a night after yeah. partying. And Hoping that it would just, you know, and so uh, it doesn't work in real estate either. So um, I eventually learned my lesson. So, uh, you know, 2013 uh, made about 30, 40 grand. Like I said, the problem was I was still living a six-figure lifestyle. Yeah. So, um, so I borrowed money out of 401ks to make up the difference, right? 60 plus thousand bucks. Um, then 2014 rolled around and I'm like, okay, did the same thing. Cause I'm not smart. Okay. So, uh, made about 30, 40 grand, borrowed the rest of the 401k basically like drained it out. Um, so I drained two 401ks in this process. Um, and then, um, about the end of 2014, it was about October after having to drain the second 401k, my wife looks at me and she gave me that look that only a spouse can give, right? Which is that you better get to work or get a real job. Mm -hmm. um, it also came with like some daggers behind it. So yeah. I decided, yeah, that I, I should probably get to work. So I needed some good accountability at, at my, uh, my office at the time. So I had some folks in leadership that would um, literally, if I was talking, because if you can't tell already, I like to talk they would see me talking in a hallway with another agent or something like that. They'd grab me by the arm in the middle of that conversation, grab me back to my office, sit me down and say, how many calls have you made today? Mm -hmm. um, and they would just constantly do that. And then on weekends, I did open houses. I did six a weekend. So three on Saturday, three on Sunday. So that was October-ish of 2014. And anytime I tell people that, they're like, you did six open houses? Whoa, that's a lot, right? And I'm like, yeah, three on Saturday, three on Sunday. That's eight total hours of work a day. <laughs> Mm, right. And I'm sitting there talking to people like it's just they're coming in and I'm saying, hi, how are you? And, you know, whatever. That's not work. Come on. Right. So um, at the time, it seemed like work. But anyway, so I did that by the, the summer. I'm sorry, May of 2015. So October, November, December, it was seven days a week. Um, the only weekend I didn't do open houses was my reserve weekend. So um, when I was doing Navy stuff. Otherwise, it was seven days a week all the way through the holidays and all that. Well, by May of 2015, I had made six figures in gross commission income. So nice. what took me, you know, 12, 13, 14 years in corporate America took me basically six, seven months um, once I started working, right? right? Right. In real estate. So made six figures, hired my first administrative assistant. Uh, that was May. I made the money, hired my first administrative assistant in August, um, added a team member uh, that next year in February, March-ish, and then kind of never looked back. So um, we were on average. So I formed a team, basically uh, kept growing that we were doubling our business every year. Um, we were selling on average about a house every three to four days. Mm -hmm. uh, nice. And this is in the Kansas city market. So, um, yeah, doing great. And then, uh, in that process around 2016, 15, 16, um, some buddies came up to me and they were said, Hey, um, we need some help with some real estate stuff. We're looking at starting a charity that's going to be helping veterans. Like, okay, we can do that. Uh, so I started looking, well, then I realized that these guys had all been in nonprofit for a long time, which I had volunteered, but just not worked in. I'd been in corporate, you know, corporate America and then my, running my own business and they needed a lot of connections and didn't know how to do business stuff. So I became that connector, which is what a lot of good realtors do. They have those connections, right? Uh, we found a guy who would write our 501c3 submission to the IRS. We found another guy who started, uh, basically had a, uh, a COO business where he would be an outsourced COO. So he could, our CFO, and he would manage our, our books. So as we started this charity, we had an outside agency managing our finances from the very beginning, even when we didn't have any money. Um, 
and then eventually grew that. So uh, what we are doing is um, housing homeless veterans in tiny houses. We started in Kansas City. We've got um, 49 tiny houses and a 5,000 square foot community center there. And uh, around 2018, 2019, um, the city of Longmont uh, had come to, uh, to visit us in Kansas City and realized they wanted to partner with us to help end veteran homelessness out here in Northern Colorado. And so we agreed to come out and um, I agreed to move the family out. Part of that was because my wife had always wanted to live here and I wanted to stay married. So I said, yes, dear, let's move. <laughs> and so uh, we moved out here um, in uh, 2019, basically and uh, started the charity. I expanded my real estate team as well out here. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing I want to add to that one is website right here. Yeah, Can absolutely. Read? Yeah. Hit them up, vcp.org. We'll get into that here in a little bit, but yeah. Uh, but I, I want to say that um, one of the things that real estate allowed me to do, so going from borrowing some from 401ks and not making any money, fast forward, that was, like I said, um, 2014, 13, 14, and then started making money in 15. Well, fast forward to 2019, in January, we agreed to partner with the city of Longmont on my own dime. Um, I'm flying out every Wednesday from Kansas City to Denver and then renting a car and staying in a hotel all on my own dime. And then I fly back to Kansas City on Friday. First off, who has a schedule like that where you can just leave your job for three days at a time every week, right? Um, who has the income where you can just take a trip, right? And do that kind of stuff other than attorneys. Um, and so no, no bash on attorneys, my sister's one. Um, and so, you know, it's one of those things where um, it, real estate has allowed me to do not only help a ton of people in real estate, hundreds and hundreds of people. On top of that, it's allowed me to follow my passions, which is in this case, you know, we're, we're, we're working to end veteran homelessness around the country. And so all of these things kind of came together, started out here. And then um, so that's where, you know, you and I got to know each other, obviously, in 2000, summer of 2019 when I moved out here. Um, the pandemic hit shortly thereafter. And then uh, towards the end of 2020, I ended up deploying. Um, my time came back. Uh, the Navy looked and said, hey, you haven't been any place warm to work on your tan in a long time. So uh, instead of Iraq, we're going to send you to Africa this time. So yeah. uh, I just came back from a year uh, in Africa just a few months ago. So um, well, that is kind of the, the gist of everything. And so now now I work on a, a different uh, team. I rolled my team up into another team when I deployed. Uh, so now I kind of bring agents on for them. Um, I still do some selling. I have some repeat clients, uh, which is awesome. It's a referral based business. Uh, before I left, 92 percent of my business was referral based. So my phone would ring and I just go on listing appointments and all that. It takes a little bit to build, but I got to tell you, it's, um, it is the right way to do your business. Treat people right. Uh, my people invented karma, so we have to treat people right. Uh, and so, um, you know, just, just do that for all the people that it isn't your people's thing. If it's not naturally make, make it your thing. And, uh, yeah, just treat people right. And that business will come and you will grow a really successful business. And that's whatever you want to sell. We were, like I said, we were selling a house every three or four days. I'm on a team now, by the way, that sells about two houses every single day. Um, the ED waters network and, uh, seven days a week, two houses every day, seven days a week, basically is the average. And then they actually joined another expansion team called Lucido global. And those guys sell 3000 plus houses. I can't even do the math on how many that is a day. Um, and so, um, failed that engineering school. Um, so just know that, um, you know, it doesn't take a long time to change your fortune in real estate. Um, the beauty of this is the flexibility. Don't live the realtor lifestyle before you have the realtor paycheck. That's going to be one big piece of advice I'd give people. Once you start getting those realtor paychecks, they'll reinvest them into your business, set that up the way you want it. And then, 
Um, like I said, it's like pay it forward. I don't like to give back because that means I took something, but man, the community has been really supportive of me, not only here in Colorado, but in Kansas City. And my thing is, man, pay it forward, right? Just help the next person, whether that's coaching, training, mentoring a new agent who doesn't know what they're doing yet uh, to all the way to help house homeless people. So Awesome. So give me a little bit, just a couple minutes worth of you know, I think a lot, I will say military is pretty disciplined, right? And, you know, we all went through it and we all disciplined, but we all slacked in some capacity at some point in time later down the road, right? You're like, ah, yeah, cool. Been there, done that, right? Rodeo. So how did you snap back out of it? What did you kind of learn from it when you went from, hey, I'm kind of responsible in this uh, Leavenworth kind of job and there's some management and I see a lot of parallels is what I should say. And the parallels yeah. is I want to be my own boss, right? As real estate agents come into this. And I think a lot of times we're honestly our worst own boss. So maybe kind of tie that together a little bit and what you experienced. Yeah. So even as a, as a military guy, so I actually served in the real military, not like you in the Air Force. That doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, the um, Air Force is a little bit smarter. So we'll go. We'll, we'll yeah, yes, absolutely. I'm jealous. Hashtag jealous. Um, but uh, so, you know, um, as an officer, right, that's that's my particular gig as an officer. So definitely not that smart. But, um, you know, being in charge of people and leading, that's my thing. It's not management, it's leadership for me. And that's important. So I, I'm kind of a, a fan and a studier of leadership. Okay. Um, tasking, getting pe people done. I can order people if I have to, to get tasked them. But what I've always said is if I ever have to order somebody to do something, I'm, I'm a bad leader. Right. Um, and so, yeah, you just do stuff like, Hey, they tell you to do stuff. You just got to go do it. So you get it done. And we have that mindset when we're working for somebody else, when somebody's paying you 15 bucks an hour to make cups of coffee all day, right? Or 20 bucks an hour to make cups of coffee or stock the produce shelves at the grocery store, which I have done in the past. So, you know, all those things, um, you'll show up on, on time. You'll, you'll come in at eight, you'll leave at five, you'll take an hour long lunch, you'll work night shift, whatever it is, you, you will be there though. Cause you know that that paycheck is tied to that. When we get into business for ourselves and I suffered from it, as I mentioned, you know, that my wife gave me that look right after a couple of years, we just feel like, yeah, we'll just, you know, come in at 10, get some coffee, talk to a bunch of people, complain about that other agent who's not doing their job right. Um, even though we don't have anything to complain about because we don't have any business, then it's lunchtime. So you got to go meet somebody for lunch, right? Get somebody who will meet you. Um, then you go back to the office, you complain a little bit more about something, who knows what it is, drink another cup of coffee or three. Uh, and then it's three o'clock. You're like, hmm, well, I guess I'll go home. And that's your day, right? You haven't done anything. Um, you, there's that lack of sort of accountability that comes with working for yourself. So what I've found and what's really been helpful, the snapping back out of it, truthfully, is, is accountability, brother. So, you um, you know, having people that either you compete with. So when I first moved out here, um, it was looking at your numbers and going, I can beat that. Right. Um, I never did, by the way. So good job. Because um, I didn't try that hard. That's why. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I would have. Um, I didn't antagonize I you enough. <laughs> if I hadn't gone to defend your freedom to sell real estate. <laughs> Um, you know, just having that group accountability, having people like you around, you know, good friends, people, they're not mean to you. It's not that it is just, you know, it's like going to the gym and, you know, and working out, you can go to the gym and work out. You say you will, but if you have a buddy who's meeting you there at six in the morning, you're not skipping that. Right. Cause yeah. you know, your friend's going to call you or you don't want to let disappoint them or you have pay for a trainer. Um, you're already paying for the gym membership. Now you pay for a trainer and you will show up because you're shelling out the dollars. So for me, it was really about accountability. Um, I would rather talk to people all day long and just do that. And that can be helpful in real estate. It's not a requirement, by the way. Um, that can that helps me grow my business, yet it had to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. When do I talk to people? How do I talk to people? What am I talking to them about? Then when I'm done with all of the work part of my day, the lead generation, trying to get business, now I can go do all the other things all day long. Who cares? Talk to people in the grocery store. Yeah, about your own thing, right? The important thing, right? Yeah. And it's then like it doesn't great. matter at that point.
Yeah, Gary's big in that, that one thing, and it's, it's huge. It makes a lot of sense. And what I heard you say that's powerful in there is you disappointed somebody that you cared about, right? I'll, I'll, I'll call it like it is. I mean, I think she was disappointed in your lack of success, effort. I don't know. Yeah. You, you can fill the words. I don't want to feed your, your mouth. No, I, that's, you're 100% correct. Now, for me, that's motivating. For some people, it may not be, right? They may be competitive enough to where, yeah, I'm just going to get this done because I want to beat Mike. Okay, great. Whatever that motivation is, mine is I, I don't want to let people down. So I am right. going to, I'm going to motivate that way, which is also why accountability works for everybody because there's always some level accountability that will work no matter which kind of personality mm -hmm. type you are. Mm -hmm. For me, it's the same thing. I didn't want to let my wife down. I also didn't want to let anybody else down that was holding me accountable to this, right? They're yeah. trying to help me. And so um, nobody does this stuff alone. You can look at this and go, we have a really successful uh, nonprofit, right? And we're, we're expanding nationwide. We're in five cities now in uh, four different states. We started as a napkin, you know, in 2016, an idea. And now here we are with 40 plus permanent, like full-time staff people, a bunch of volunteers raising millions of dollars. And it is because of accountability. It wasn't just because, oh, we have a good idea. We just executed more than other people did but that came with all of us holding each other accountable to the things we wanted to accomplish. So nobody ever does this stuff alone. It's always easy to look up at the, you know, the person at the top of the mountain and go, Oh, they, they did it. They're there. Well, when I get to the top of the mountain, I'm looking at them like, crap, there's another one. And you got to get all the way down. Yep. And that's a, that's a, that's a thing going all the way down that mountain and then going all the way back up the next one. And then, Oh man, there's another one on the other end. So yeah, they say it, Oh, it's about the journey. And some of that is true. It's nice to be at the top and looking out. Right. Right. Yet, you look and you're like, ah, well, and by the way, no one climbs a mountain by themselves. They just don't. There's always a group of people either at home or helping carry your stuff or a team of people that are doing this. It's not something you typically do by yourself. And so, yeah, the biggest thing I would say is that anybody who's struggling in this, you got to have a system and a process in place for you to do your job. Your job is go get business. That's right. it. That's your job. It's not selling houses. It's not helping people sell houses. It's not helping people buy houses. It is getting business yep, because then after that everything else will happen like you're not turning down a listing appointment you're not saying no i'm not going to show houses today you will do that but you have to have enough business and talk to enough people to where you have the opportunity to go show houses and yeah that's just like gary says in his one thing book right what's a doctor's primary job when they first start i mean yes they have to have their medical degree and licensing and all that but they don't have yeah. patience they ain't gonna right. do them any good right they gotta be out there generating leads and yeah you can be the best surgeon in the world if no one's coming to your operating room it doesn't matter so so right. many agents tend to focus on and same with like vcp so many agents tend to focus on i gotta learn the contracts which you do know the contracts you know it's mm -hmm. all stuff you need to know. Um, I got to know how to sell this. I got to know what to say. I got to, yeah, but it doesn't matter if you don't have any clients and same with VCP for us. It was like, we can talk about housing people all day long, but unless we have an organization and a structure and houses and all that kind of stuff, we can't do any of those things. We got to raise yeah. money. So for us, it was the military piece did kick in, which is man, just go execute. Right. So you've got a mission, go take that hill, go take the hill. Uh, yep. Don't let other things time, man. Yeah, I'm a big believer in the inch by inch. Don't make me, you don't have to solve the problem tomorrow. It's just one step of progress towards success, yeah. solving the problem. I think we put too much emphasis on overnight results in our head when it's really just once. And that's one thing I think the military did a great job of teaching us that this could be the suckiest thing ever that we're doing. But if we just step it one at a time, eventually we'll get there. Right. Um, so. Gary Keller talks about, um, you know, one of the things he mentions is that you overestimate where you can be in one year and you underestimate where you can be in five. So, you know, same thing, just know that in your head, you're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, change the world in a year. I wasn't able to change the world in a year, but here five years later, we're in, you know, like I said, five cities and four states with a charity and, you know, uh, had a successful real estate business, all of those things. 
man, you can do that. It's you're only five years away from being where you want to be. The other yeah. piece of this for me is um, with uh, as people approach this from a career standpoint in terms of real estate is um, the military adage of mission first people always really matters to me, right? Like I, I was telling people when I was in Africa, I was in charge of a, uh, a large director at 80 people. And um, I told them it was mission first people always. We have to accomplish the mission. That's why we're here. That's why we wear the uniform. It's what we do. Yet we can't do any of that without people. Right. So mission first people always uh, that comes with the accountability, taking care of the people around you. All of those things matter. Um, but you got to execute the mission. And in our case uh, with real estate, it is literally it's just finding clients that want to buy or sell. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's wrap up the last couple of minutes around VCP. Uh, I know you've kind of touched on that a few times in there. I just want to give this is a huge uh, opportunity for people around the world to donate to this. And I wouldn't be here having this conversation if, uh, you know, I didn't feel and see the vision that Mark has in this. And so, and I've seen it executed. This isn't a fly by night, like throw us some money and hopefully we'll make it work. Right. This is impact. It's ready. It's rolling. So tell, tell some folks a little bit about that and how they can partner with you in that uh, and your, the rest of your organization. And yeah. So, um, like we're housing homeless veterans in tiny houses, the mission, uh, it's to say yes to vets. So anybody who ever served regardless of discharge status, so we don't take any restricted federal funds. So uh, we raise our dollars through the kindness of the community, individuals, companies, things like that. Um, people writing big checks, 500, 600,000, if you want, go ahead, just write. Yeah. They have to clear, the checks have to be able to clear. Um, but, uh, you know, it's basically, uh, we create, the tiny houses are really a joke. They're the tiniest part of what we do. It's really the smallest thing. Um, they're really awesome. They're 240 square feet for our individual units, um, granite counters, wood floors, tile backsplash. Uh, housing with dignity is what we call it. We also have family units. Uh, so families can stay with us. We have kids that live in our uh, VCP village uh, in Kansas City. We'll also do one here in Colorado. Um, and then South Dakota is starting to build here shortly. And St. Louis as well are the ones that are about to start building. Um, we're also in Oklahoma City. So um, and so um, they just haven't started building yet. But um, the gist is that we house folks. Uh, we can put them into housing. And then we have wraparound services. So we have case management at an eight to one ratio, which is different than most social service organizations, unfortunately, are 30, 40, 50 to one. Um, mm -hmm. We're eight to one. So there's lots of accountability there. Plus, with a common background of, of military, we found that our tiny house community, it looks like a subdivision of houses, different roof pitches and front elevations and things like that to make it look like a subdivision. Um, it basically is um, a barrack style living without the barracks. And yeah. so people get to help each other. So if they notice your battle buddy next door, your shipmate in my case, next door is supposed to be at a class at eight o'clock and it's 745 and they haven't left yet. You're going to go knock on the door and say, hey, where are you at? Yeah. So we treat people with dignity. Um, it's it's great housing. We also have a walk-in center uh, called our outreach center, which is typically nearby in Kansas City. It's just a half a block away here in Longmont. Um, it's at uh, Mountain View and uh, Main Street. Uh, so kind of down uh, on Main. You're, it's 1228 Main. And basically what it is, is any veteran, regardless of their uh, not only discharge status, but their, their circumstances. So you don't have to be uh, homeless to walk into that outreach center. You basically just need something. I, I could walk in and say, hey, I need my DD-214. I can't find it. Can you help me? Yes. Our case managers will go to work. So we have the walk-in oh, awesome. center and then also the, uh, the housing as well. And uh, out here, just side note real quick, is um, this thing in Longmont is going to be the first of its kind in the nation, this village we're building. It's going to be 26 tiny houses and a 3,000 square foot community center. Um, on site, what's really cool is it's being built by uh, with help of a developer who's donated the land, so two plus acres. Um, yeah. Sorry if you hear my dog in the background, no, I apologize. <laughs> um, 
So two plus uh, acres of land, sewer, water, and electric infrastructure. It's almost a $4 million donation, three plus million dollar donation that he's made to us um, to get this village built. We're going to raise money, build the houses and all that. Yet it's also next to a subdivision that this developer is building. So it's going to have condos, townhouses, single family homes, uh, um, 459 housing units total. Uh, anywhere from they're trying to keep the houses, the condos in the 200, maybe low 300s, which is affordable around here, all the way to 900 plus thousand dollars um, with you know, mountain views. The mountains are 20 minutes away. Yep. And um, with that, um, homeless people as part of this community living yep. as part of it. And so it's the only place in the nation we're doing this. I know other developers looking at it funny, like, is this going to work? Are you going to be able to sell high end houses with homeless people? And the answer is yes. The developer is all in. Uh, and so are we. And it's a great uh, partnership between the city of Longmont. has been a huge supporter, uh, the developer, as well as, um, you know, VCP. So it's everybody's kind of helping each other here. And it's just awesome. So that is super awesome. Uh, I, you know, I was always excited about the opportunity since it was first presented to the Longmont Association of Realtors. And it's just fun to watch. It's the back to what you said. Overestimate what you can do in one year. Uh, underestimate what you can do in five years. And that's exactly playing out. It plays out time and time again. It Sometimes there's probably some frustrating moments in this process for you guys. It's slow sometimes, but other times it ramps up fast. But you guys, you still keep stepping, right? And it, it, it is all going to come together. It, obviously, you guys have a proven system because you've done it in Kansas City, right? I mean, it's there. It's functioning. It's operational. Just getting them all built up right now, getting through some of the governmental hoops and things. Um, that's just all part of the process. So, you know, one thing I've always had mad respect for you is you lead from the front, right? And I think that's what officers do naturally anyways, or at least they're trained, you know. In that the good process. ones. Yeah. <laughs> they're out there swinging the hammers with the rest of the guys and gals, yep. right? And that kind of stuff. And you've always been that guy. Um, so they don't let me wear any of the power tools, just so you know, I'm not really that good, so. <laughs> I won't be swinging hammers, but, uh, they let me again, that face for radio. So they let me do the TV and then radio interviews, right? So, <laughs> uh, I will put Mark's VCP information in the post above. We also will embed that into this video as well. I should have probably had that as a banner on here, but we'll make sure we get plenty of, uh, clickable links and advertising for that. Um, I'm super excited about that and looking forward to that thing coming to completion as you guys are and watching it actually work and evolve in the community that we're a part of. So, uh, Mark, thanks so much for your time today and uh, love you, brother. And Thank you. Uh, thanks, brother. Um, I appreciate it. I just want to know are you wearing pants uh, on video call today? Oh, <laughs> I do have pants on. Yes, I have pants on. <laughs> jeans as a matter of fact but i'm wearing a jacket so <laughs> all right man a peace out mark solomon ed waters team vcp.org look them up connect them get them some money um huge 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 opportunity for the homeless veterans in our community and uh anyways thanks a lot mark appreciate your time and uh, thanks, have a lot of respect for you appreciate it all right see you bye and the dog thanks